Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome to our Basic Bitch Sundance wrap-up with our friends from FilmsGoneWild.com, John Wildman and Justina Walford. Thanks for joining us, guys. Hello. And uh, we're we're going to talk about Sundance, the first year it's ever gone virtual. How are we feeling? <laughs> Not everyone all at once. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I, th- I thought there were... I wa- We watched so many great films considering we only covered one fourth of what we normally do yeah what we've normally done for the past couple of years i thought we really had a nice round uh <laughs> sorry uh we had a nice uh selection of films you know we had some documentary we had some sci-fi we had some adventure we had some traumatizing uh, <laughs> I, I think we still did a good job of of kind of hitting all the marks with with all the different films that were available to us. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it was incredibly scaled down um, in comparison to past years with the amount of films, um, you know, literally maybe even a tenth of what we've we've routinely done, um, that extreme. Uh, But I also think that this format allowed us, I was talking to Justina after at, at one point, like seeing that I love the way that the kind of the arc of the in, interviews um, were, were going and, you know, and, 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 and how between the three of us, um, you know, how, you know, how the questions kind of mapped themselves out. Um, and, you know, and, and, and we also had a little bit more time with everybody. Um, and, and so therefore, you know, while it wasn't extreme, it wasn't like we took a half hour with anyone. Um, but they kind of averaged about 18 minutes a piece. And, and that allowed us to, you know, to talk about, you know, filmmaking, which of course I always love to talk about. And, you know, and for you know, the two of you to dig in deeper on the films and also on the history of the people, um, you know, because you guys like to do homework and shit. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, I just watch the movie and go, blah, 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 filmmaking, blah, 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 editing. <laughs> And then you guys go, in 1965, you can't leave <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, what, that's what we do. It's a lot easier to do in this day and age also to dig in. It's not like, you know, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm glad you said that. And I, I also think that our approach to these interviews, we just had a lot more time to digest them before we do the interviews because we're not sitting there from nine to one or whatever it is. And it's just like in and out, in and out, 10 minutes with everybody. And it's like, oh my God, what are we going to talk about next? Okay, go. You know, we, we had at least maybe 10 minutes at the least before an interview to prep for the next interview Right. And so we had time to digest and sit with sit with it and sit with our reactions and our feelings. So I, I think that uh, the interviews are different because of that, too. And I yeah. think we all got to watch the same movies. I don't think that's happened in the last couple of years. So I'm really now I really know John's mind, which kind of <laughs> is a little frightening, but it's cool. 
It's cool, John. I get you. I get you. <laughs> now I know next year or whatever to be like, oh, John's going to want to watch this. Okay, let's. Now we, I know. We know what films are going to resonate a little more with John than they do with us. And, and vice versa. But it's I'm great. Sure I love too. it. Yeah. In a good way. I love way. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we love teaming up with you is because we, we like provide each other that that balance because the, the questions you ask are like, oh, yeah, I didn't think of that, but I want to know the answer. You know, it seems like actually you both groups love uh, trauma. Like you love <laughs> like, it's just in different genres. Not on purpose, Justina. <laughs> Life is hard, okay? Jesus Christ. <laughs> but no, you know, the, the Daily Buzz format and style and the way that, that, we've, you know, that we've just got, that it's just developed over the years is like triage. You know, I feel like we're like a mash unit um, and, you know, and, and just getting filmmakers in and getting them out and getting them in and getting them out and, you know, and, and, you know, and just trying to save a life while we're doing it, uh, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> And you know, and this one, you're absolutely right. It was it was great because we would go into the interviews um, more often than not, having chatted about it for a good five ten minutes. And so, you know, I even had an idea as you know, as as the person who was introducing it and then kind of leading off where it was going to go or where to head it, and you know, and and you know, off to and and that made that makes a huge ass difference, I think. That is funny because that was a conversation we had prior because for those of you listening, we uh, we talked about, you know, we're going to be doing this in Zoom now. How are we going to know who's going to be coming up next and how are we going to, and then we're like, oh, maybe we should plan an order for the interview. <laughs> We've never done that before. Like, okay, maybe we should plan someone who's going to lead and someone who's going to go next and then take it from there. And we really just jumped in head first on these interviews in prior years with no rhyme or reason or plan. And here we had like a minor plan and it really made all the difference. So there you go. <laughs> well, this is three years of all of us knowing each other too, because that I think that first year, what, 2019, mm -hmm. uh, we met John doing a sight check. <laughs> The night before. Oh, right. night before. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, how are you? Cool. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be interviewing together. Oh, we're going to be working together all week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who we knew? We weren't in place either. So we just saw him for like 10 minutes and we're like, all right, see yeah. you in the morning. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Now we never want to let each other go. <laughs> Best friends forever. Exactly. exactly. I, I'm already sad. I, I I don't know why I did this. I think it was yesterday. I was checking my schedule, my Sundance schedule. I'm like maybe I have one more movie I can watch. <laughs> nothing, it was so sad. It wasn't. Nothing was there. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but uh, well, like, like the last day of the Sundance uh, films. Like you know, I checked in to see like what I was going to watch, and I had seen everything that was available for me to watch. Like, like there, there was one film that I could have watched that, you know, that I hadn't already seen due to our, our interviews. And, you know, and then and I didn't really have an interest in that film. I was going, okay, I guess that's it for my Sundance. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a sad, uh, limp moment. <laughs> Sorry, pleasure. <laughs> Pleasures keeps coming Everything back. is about pleasure. But it was, <laughs> it just, there was, because there was no... Bang! Yes, no, it's over, and there's no—it's just you know. There's no big finish for you, Ange. Yeah, 
in life and in Sundance. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Justina, you are the newest member of our team this year, and we we're so happy to have you. For those that don't know, she's John's better half. Um, was this your first Sundance from behind the scenes, or like, what was your experience like? This is my second Sundance ever. Um, my first Sundance was I think when I first met John and he tried to impress me by taking me to Sundance. Oh, <laughs> did it work? It worked. It, it worked. worked. I guess it worked. Um, <laughs> and uh, I certainly didn't marry him in spite of it. Um, and I had a great time and I loved it so much. And yet we somehow created a life where one of us has to be home. So I've been, right. you know, and Sundance has always been kind of like, just has always taken up his life. Like from the, before I met him, Sundance was like a, a time he disappeared. And um, uh, I guess we call ourselves the Sundance widows, like people who are significant others of oh. Sundance that don't, aren't part of it. Yep. Um, but I love film and, you know, I have my own film festival. So it was like also bittersweet because I was like, I want to be there so I would yeah. get updates on the phone so it was kind of nice that we could be there together and separate because right now we're in separate states so I right, love here, here, here is the funniest uh, Sundance story from Justina's first Sundance so um, uh, I was doing PR for or it might have been the year after for um, I did the PR for Heather Ray the fantastic amazing producer director um, uh, and, uh, and I'd done PR for her film, uh, Trudeau, uh, Trudell. And I ran into her while I was checking in at Sundance and everything. And I told her that Justina was coming there. That it was her first Sundance and that Justina had never seen snow before. And, and, and Heather goes, what do you, what do you mean? She's never seen snow before. And I said, well, she grew up in, you know, in, in, uh, um, Huntington beach. And, you know, and in between there, she just never had an opportunity to see snow. And she goes, like, is she Samoan? What, 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 who is this person? And, uh, and then one, and then one of the, one of, one of the, uh, one of the, the best moments I'll never forget is Justina being able to do snow angels at Sundance. Um, oh, yeah. We have a good video of Char doing a snow angel. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Our last time did snow. I guess Justine, that's the thing. <laughs> Justine, I didn't know that, but here's the thing: like, if you grow up in Huntington Beach, you don't really need to go anywhere. It's just the beach is beautiful. The weather's perfect always. You just don't ever think of leaving. I don't know, Justine. I grew up in LA, but it's just the yeah, weather's I, always I, perfect. It's not like you ex escape for because you need this or like, that. Oh, and I could see snow whenever I want. Like Huntington Beach, like LA is perfect because you're like, oh, I have the beach, but I can go to the snow and the Big same bear. Place. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, but, but I said it as in like, I could go there, but I'm not going to go there. And, and <laughs> because I, I live on the beach and the weather's always perfect. Yeah. And I had seen snow, but it was actually Las Vegas, like the dirty, melting. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the only snow I'd ever seen before. And there were times at Sundance where I was like, should I go see a movie or should I just play in the snow for two more hours? Oh, <laughs> nice. I'm glad that Justina was a part of this year's and maybe you can come in real life at some point. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I'll bring a dog. Yeah, <laughs> just bring the animals. We John, do you? a dog friendly spot. Let's John, you never, um, you don't drive up, huh? Why would you? I, I, I don't drive up now. When I was, when I lived in Los Angeles. That's I right. Drive. 
Right, right, right. Yeah. I was like, bring all the animals. We'll find, we'll find, we'll find a place that'll make room for all of us. John, did you stop driving after the black ice accident or was, or you continued to drive after that? Um, I think I, I think I drove one more year after the black ice, uh, um, thing. Um, and, uh, um, for anybody listening, uh, just really quickly, I always mocked the whole idea of black guys. You might be horrified. Oh, the black guys, it's so scary. And I was going, yeah, the black guys, whatever. And then one time driving up to Sundance, um, I literally hit black ice and my car spun out and I lost total control of my car. And, when it, and, and, and I was just hoping I would hit something tiny, like maybe just one traffic sign or whatever that would stop my car. And that would be the extent of the damage. And I didn't hit anything, but I, my car stopped five feet from going down into a ravine. Um, and, uh, and that cured me of, the, of making fun of black eyes um, forever after that. So uh, yeah, um, but yeah, it, yeah um, I, I did drive one more year after that, um, but then, then, you know, then, then we, uh, I stopped working for uh, that PR company, didn't have to drive and then moved. And yeah, ain't, you know, ain't driving from, from Dallas to Utah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I that's I worry about my colleagues, my teammates here when they drive in the middle of the night, but that's fine. Sure. There's yeah. a lot of worries, but it's fine. They've made it there safely. Well, well, twice. that's how that's how I know about the Black Ice story is because on the very last day of our first Sundance together, we all had lunch. I think you were on already on a plane, Aaron, and uh, John's like, "Oh, you guys drove and you're driving home." And how was the drive? And then he tells us the story of hitting, hitting black ice as we're about to hit the road to leave Park City. And and John didn't know at the time because why would he have that Char almost fell asleep while we were driving? Like it was like doo 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 doo. I was like, ah! we had to stop and pull over and sleep for like an hour. And yeah, I was just like, thanks, John. Nice to meet you. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Char. Don't listen to him. We'll be fine. I'm like already scared for my life. <laughs> Actually, I let you drive a lot on the way home. On the way home, but you drove on the way there because I'm not good at driving at night. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the Zoom experience and all of that was great, but I, I still... Nothing beats in person. It just doesn't, but it's fine. Little FOMO, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I miss that. Um, and you know, because again, you know, Sundance is is oftentimes, you know, a reunion for all of us that work in film. Um, yeah. You know, and where you know the, the New Yorkers and the LA people are all in one place at one time, and the other people that are, you know, some some international folks. And it was, it is literally the one time per year where everybody's seeing each other. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and it's a huge, a huge freaking deal. Um, it might be the weirdo though, that's wearing a mask next year. If it's in person, I'm, I'm going to be still wearing a mask. I think after all this, I'm like, I'm just going to wear a mask, especially to big things like this. And because park city is just so, so tight. We're all on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I, I could see myself, you know, even after, you know, I get the vaccine or what have you, adopting something along those lines during huge events full of shit ton of people, 
Um, because I've also, you know, I, I've talked oftentimes in, in different uh, interviews talking about this thing that, you know, even beyond protecting yourself from COVID, you know, I've, you know, I've had a healthy year of nothing because colds and flus and other viruses and, you know, and, and, and shit like that, that ain't happening because, you know, you're protected from that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, I, I may have mentioned it during one of our conversations that I was doing a thing on, on uh, filmmaking protocols on people that had gone back to the set that were mm-hmm. filming again. And we're talking about like, you know, how much of a pain in the ass it is, what were all the, you know, the steps he had to take and ever. And there was a, uh, a woman who does um, uh, prosthetics, special uh, uh, in-camera effects and th- things like that, makeup and what have you. And she said it had been her healthiest year ever because routinely, and she, she said she had worked on several films actually since they were allowed to, to start filming again because she was in demand and, and what have you. And she said, and routinely after many of the productions, she would have the post-production letdown flu where yes. you, know, you, you would get sick because you know you expended all this energy and what have you, and you're also around all these people. And she said, but because of all the protocols and protections, she hadn't had that happen once because viruses ain't getting in. Um, mm-hmm. you know. We're actually washing our hands and not touching our faces. And yeah, exactly. All those things. I, I, I'm hoping this is eye-opening for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so that's been a major pro. Um, but I, but I, I want to get into the films, the films of this year. What what are some of your favorites that you've seen? And for Shar and Justina, what are some of your favorite interviews? Uh, let's just kind of go down the line and, and talk about some highlights. I want to um, hear John's favorite. <laughs> which one is my favorite? What? Yeah, which I don't know. Favorite That's film, why, favorite yeah. interview. Talk yeah, about all both. Talk it. about all. I don't even know my answer to be honest, but that was. And this is where I, where I always have to go back to to the to the thing and, and look who did we talk to? I know. Exactly. I kind of I might have to do that myself. Uh, well, my favorite interview to watch was Bring Your Own Brigade. I think that was really fun to see. Uh, and it made me want to see the movie. Like I actually was like, I gotta see this one because uh, uh, because you guys kept talking about that one shot of of her appointing her. Oh, her. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. Well, now I have to see like, is it resting bitch face or is it actually her pissed off? Like, I now I gotta know what's going on. So that was actually a really great one. Yeah, I think. I mean, the the, the two me movies that we talked uh, to, um, I think were The Blazing World and Strawberry Mansion. You know, th- those are two that, that were very much up my alley. You know, I mean, and I saw some other ones like Censor and Coming Home, uh, you know, uh, In the Dark, whatever, that we didn't talk to. That, were, of course, were horror films and, and, and whatever. They were up my alley too. But of the ones that we talked to, those two. But I have to say, you know, the one that I think about um, and, and that I would think uh, about rewatching is probably First Date. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, because it was so, so goddamn fun. And, and it was also so great and inventive in how, you know, in, in, in detail and how, what they were doing. And, and that, that has stuck with me afterwards. Yeah, I think on the, on the topic of first date or, or all the films, to be honest, 
I just, it's so nice to see fresh faces, fresh stars, you know, independent filmmaking and, and star faces you've never seen before, just really making you feel something and, and really making you cheer them on or hate them. Or, you know, it's just nice to see different faces on a screen. Um, and for first date, I really felt that. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Char, Aaron? Uh, man, I think two of my favorite films one we did interviews when we did not hopefully we will at some point um marvelous and the black hole that was a really fun interview um even though i said rhea perlman's name wrong it's fine um that'll yeah. stay with me forever i see and have you already given some context on that for the no <laughs> it's you fine know what, you know what that public deserved <laughs> for you to miss say her name <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I really I love that movie. I watched it twice actually, and then um, I loved uh, how it ends. How it, was it ends so good. It was Zoe Lister Jones, such a good film. Um, I love the premise. I love that they filmed what within a month or two of the pandemic in L.A. Um, I love the plot line. There's some surprises in there that. Uh, I wish that Shar would watch because I don't even want to blow it. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought that was a great film. So those are those are my two favorites. The reason that film was so great is because it's like pertaining to the situation we're in right now with quarantine. And obviously, it's not necessarily the end of the world, but it's taking it lightly. You know, it's 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 having fun with the situation. Yeah. And I think we all need a little bit of fun right now. We need some laughs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even though, as Justina says, we all like trauma, apparently. Will we you like, join, we will like you join our next therapy session, Yeah, Justina? we like humorous trauma. Yeah, clearly she has a deeper insight into our uh, psyche than we do. Well, anyway. I think those are the ones that I enjoyed the most is where there's some weird backstory with all of us in it. You know, like, for instance, uh, when... Um, we were talking to uh, one for the road when we were all trying to figure out everybody's name and we were you know, <laughs> automatically designated John to be the official uh, uh, introer of all <laughs> movies yeah, and names. Thank you, John. And then, you know, uh, of course, uh, then, then, you know, uh, John uh, wasn't able to join us for this one, but when we, uh, Polly Murray, the, the, you know, uh, we had, we oh, have yeah. some history with, uh, with, uh, Julie and Betsy. So the minute we opened up the zoom, I was listening to it this morning. It was, uh, what's up bitches. Yeah. <laughs> that's Real the, loud. That, that, <laughs> Julie. That, that's the opening was like, yeah. uh, well, the, the, the publicist is, knows that this is going to be a ride. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, and then of course, uh, me not having seen pleasure and you guys talking about how traumatic it was before we were it was it was 15 minutes of listening to you guys talk about ptsd having to mute it so that uh our uh, our, our our elders that we were taking care of can't hear it and all these other things so it's just like i just and i guess that's what i miss about all of us you know not being together it's just like that buzz of all of these things happening with all of us together but it's still happening it's just happening on a zoom call with us looking at computer screens one of, the funniest, one of the funniest moments for me during that interview was when i was bringing i was talking about um working with michelle sinclair and 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 of course uh nyla of course immediately knew who her husband was and you know <laughs> and you know and i, I wasn't even thinking along those lines going oh well of course she would of course she would because you know everybody in that you know in, in that industry now and it, that 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 
that was uh, that was very a very very honest moment. Very well, honest. now from that movie, I'm intentionally following one of the stars whose name is I think it's John Cock or Chris Cock or Chris whatever Cock. Chris Cock. Yeah, I mean <laughs> whatever's Cock. Yeah, someone's Cock. Anyways, so <laughs> that happened. Uh, oh yeah, it's because of the film. You weren't following him before. I, I totally I, believe you. I was. I I believe you I in every way. So I. I'm going to agree with with what everyone said. The only thing I'm going to add is for for me personally, uh, the Rebel Hearts interview touched close to my heart because we were talking about nuns uh, coming from Catholic school. I feel like I I I really I loved talking to that director and uh, and I I feel like we connected on a deeper level. <laughs> as, you totally uh, did. Anne. As survivors of of Catholic upbringing. Um, for better or worse, and also seeing the beauty in it, just seeing the beauty in something that maybe you don't agree with now, but you know, is important to a lot of people. So yeah, I think we yeah. had some amazing experiences. That was one of those films that, you know, were, you know, again, I, you know, I go, I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm old. And so it's like, I've seen a lot of stuff and it's rare, very rare for me to watch something and go, holy shit, what? I, I didn't, I, I really had no idea or whatever. And, you know, and I was, I was so bowled over by that and so wanted to become the Sergeant at Arms um, for the Nuns Fan Club um, uh, for the Immaculate Heart. Uh, you know, it, you know it, it was just devastating. And I would also say in a slightly lesser way, um, the Amy Tan documentary also hit me in that way. Um, because again, you know, I know Joy Luck Club. I know, you know, uh, you know, a couple of titles of other books. Had no idea about the story. Had no idea. What, I mean, you guys knew more than I did because you knew about the um, um, uh, Lyme disease, Lyme disease, disease. Thing mm -hmm. and, yeah, stuff like that. I had no idea about any of that, and I was going, okay, all right. That's why docs are great because I didn't know, didn't know any of this shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I, we normally have a really. I think, if I remember correctly, in the last couple of years, a good amount of Asian folks come in. But I thought we had more this year with one for the road, um, the Amy Tan doc, um, and then Marvelous. Marvelous. And um, is there anything else? I'm home looking at my. Oh no, no, home is just no. Oh, yeah. um, try harder. So mm. there's a really good, um, I thought, a really strong presence of Asian filmmakers, actors, producers. I loved that. So I. I I don't think that was intentional by us, but maybe it was when I went through the list, like at record speed when the, when it first came out. So here's an interesting thing I've been thinking about the last couple of days, because I happened to read um, someone else's review of we're all going to the world's fair, mm. which I liked. I liked, I liked the film a lot. And, and I've known uh, Jane Schoenbrunn, the, uh, uh, you know, the director for a while. And, and I think, you know, I was pretty clear of, of my fandom and appreciation of the film. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting um, is that from my perspective, you know, white straight cis dude, um, you know, that I, I was not watching it with the understanding or the sensitivity um, or, the, um, or the life experience of what that film was communicating in terms of the trans community. And, and I had no clue about it. I, was, I enjoyed the hell out of the film and I appreciated the hell out of it, but I did not have that insight. And, and when I reflect back on the interview, um, you know, I, I, I go, well, you know, my, 
my review, while obviously I can talk, you know, I was talking in, in a detailed manner and I was talking for the insight that I was having it, I was going, but you know, but it was missing something. And, and, and it's one of those things that, that I think about all the time for Films Gone Wild, where I want to bring in um, uh, people of color to review films, and I want to bring in women to review films, um, you know, it beyond myself or Luke Thompson, who's one of the reviewers on there, you, you know, and I, you know, I think I review really well. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a really good critic and I, and I think Luke is one of the best, but I, it, it really, in a personal way, reminded me of why it's so important to have your eyeballs on the films and to have, you know, uh, you know, you know, someone else's eyeballs on the films assessing them so it's not just another straight white dude saying, well, here's what I think about the cinema here. And, you know, and, and what, because again, like there were layers in that film. I, and I now want to rewatch it. <laughs> having that in my mind. I, you know, now, now that I, now that someone said, oh, and there's also this thing I was going, oh, really? Oh shit. I want to watch that again now. Um, you know, and, and, and it just, it really, that was unexpected. And, and, and I'm glad, I'm glad that I read that review and I'm glad that, that it opened my eyes, um, you know, again, to go, okay, all right, here's another reminder of why this is important. And, 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 and why, honestly, again, I think uh, in the way that we've stumbled onto it, um, why this dynamic between the three of us interviewing works so well, you know, because again, it's like, it's not just me talking about movie making all the time. And, you know, and it's not, you know, it's not just, you know, one of you talking about, you know, uh, whatever the emotional impact of the feelings, <laughs> our feelings and trauma and crying. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Which is> normal. <laughs> but it's, a, but it's a great combination. It's a great little stew we're stirring there. I want to put a little asterisk onto Sundance and, you know, we can start wrapping whenever. I don't even know when we started having this conversation a week ago. Um, could have been, uh, there's a, there's something I wanted to bring up. I want to be kind of gentle around it because I, I, I don't want to come off as a whiny journalist, whatever press person, but I thought this year would have been different in terms of uh, publicists and outreach um, because of last year's social justice movement. And with a lot of big stars talking about there needs to be inclusion, there needs to be this, we wanna hear different voices, da, 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 da. And I found that we got a great, we got a great amount of folks um, and I'm not complaining at all about it because I loved who we spoke with, but I was surprised at the amount of no's still um, and not giving us a chance. Um, even though the whole conversation for at least the last six to eight, nine months has been all about amplifying other voices. Um, and I don't know, John, if you have any input, Justina, I know you guys are in the film world like 24 seven, but I was surprised. I, I thought maybe there was a glimpse of hope of maybe they're seeing the light a little bit because more people are talking about it, but um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised at all, um, unfortunately. Um, for a couple reasons, um, uh, but and 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 the couple reasons, it still comes down to a hardcore 
um, thing of numbers and, uh, and, and hierarchy in press and what have you. And the truth is, is that um, while these measures to, um, to, to encourage inclusion in terms of reviewers and writers, um, while it's great, it still is always going to play second fiddle to, um, you know, you know who's who's writing for for Variety, who's reviewing for Reporter, who's you know do, who's covering for IndieWire. Those are the people we really care about, or CNN, um, you know, or you know Good Morning America, you know, or whatever. Everybody else, you can wait in line, and you know, and and and, and what have you, and and that's just the nature of it, you know. I mean, I remember when I left uh, the American Film Institute and, and I thought, you know, okay, um, you know, I've got all these press people I talk to on a daily basis and, you know, and all these publicists that are always working with me and this is gonna be great when I move on. And it's like, once the AFI was not behind my name, they could not give a single fuck about me. And, you know, until, unless it served them, unless, you know, right. unless it benefited them. And, you know, and there was not, you know, that whole thing of, um, we, we, you know, we, we know the kind of coverage you provide, or we know the kind of job you do, or we know that, you know, you know, what have you, it's like, no, not, you know, you, you're nobody. And, and then when I went to Lincoln Center, all of a sudden it was back and it was like, oh, well shit. Um, you know, and, and, and then when I left Lincoln Center, then it was gone again. And so, so that it doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, I was on, I, you know, I, I have a Friday publicist happy hour, uh, call. And, you know, and so all these publicists and some of them had films that we were trying to get, some mm -hmm. of them we did. And mm -hmm. some of them we did. And there was one that said, yeah, we gave out screening links to two journalists and that was it. And everyone else I said, and I thought, yeah, I know, because we were one of them that you denied us. And it's like, you know, and you're on the fucking call with me, lady. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's something you're proud of, yeah. Okay. You know, and, and you know, and, and, and while, and it's great that I'm on those calls that, that I'm allowed in the room, um, you know, still even, and, and they, and they also, honestly, they let me in because I'm the only one who's not in New York and LA. And I'm really pretty much the only one who does regional film festivals. So I'm the mm. one that oftentimes they're like going, none of, none of the rest of us have any experience with this. John, what's the story with that? Or what, what have you? And, uh, you know, and, and so that's why, you know, and, and of course I've known them all for like a decade. Um, you know, some, some of them even more than that. Uh, but again, there's a reality and yes, you know, while it's wonderful to have, you know, this inclusion program or that inclusion track or what have you, ultimately it's going to come down to numbers and ultimately that's what it's going to be about. And it, and it sucks that that's the case, but you know, that's, that's a deal. So it's, we want to include you, but on our terms. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. When it's convenient to us. When it's convenient to us. Um, On that note. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are we doing here? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, well, here's, I'm, but, but but here's the thing too. You know what? Another what I, I was really happy that again we had a continuation <laughs> of what we've had for the last two years, where people leaving the interviews and sometimes even during the interviews have verbalized their appreciation for the interview itself, for the questions we ask, for our approach to it. And, and that is something that does, that, that does stick. That is something that publicists remember. Um, and, you know, and, and ultimately, 
on the long term, that is a benefit. Um, as someone who addictively watches um, press junkets where the cast member is bored out of their mind or they hate the interview question, it is actually really fun to see filmmakers here go, oh, that's a really good question. And then have to think like, that's a really fun moment. You guys did that like five times. That's one of our favorite things. <laughs> thank you. That means so much, Justina. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. I mean, Aaron started this podcast and I just joined in a couple years later, but it never was sought out to be a film, you know, Sundance Ever. podcast. So we just kind of found ourselves here, just kind of being who we are and, you know, trying to fit in and, and, and even feel like we belong <laughs> hearing things like that from people like Justina and John and, and from the people we're interviewing is uh, really validating and, and um, you know, it helps. Well, <laughs> and listen, and the reality is, is that um, last man standing is always the, you know, the, the, the thing when, when, it, when it comes to press, um, frankly, and, you know, and, it, and it's like, you know, that, you know, the more, the more that we, uh, you know, do these shows, the, you know, and, and, you know, whether or not we do South by, whether or not we do uh, Toronto or Cannes or any of, any of the film festivals that, that, you know, that I work with, the more that is done and the longer that you do, then the more trusted you are and the more you become, uh, you know, someone that the publicists do seek out. Um, you know, because as I mentioned while we were doing this, uh, you know, when you're a publicist at Sundance, you've got, you, you've got eyeballs on you from, uh, from the producers, from the directors, from the stars, from whatever, like going, you know, what, what we need to fill up our schedule. What are we doing? And, and why are we talking? This guy was an idiot. He didn't even, hadn't even watched the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, what have you. And so, you know, the David Magdales of the world and the, you know, the, the, the Andy Jeeves of the world, the Sylvia DeRochers of the world, you know, um, you know, when they know, they go, okay, they're going to make us look good. And, you know, and, you know, so, so let's plug them into the schedule. Uh, you know, that, that's where then we become automatics for those folks. And yeah, we're always going to have idiots like the person at Rogers and Cowan or, you know, or Courtney Ott or, you know, or, oh. or people like that. Uh, <laughs> Going for it. All right. All right. Uh, it is called Big Chuck. Fuck yeah. the world. Blow it up. Blow it up, John. <laughs> you know, I want, I want to bump up your numbers by adding some controversy. Um, <laughs> Everybody's going to Google this one name for the first time ever. Yeah. yeah. But you're always, always going to have that for those people that, that don't really pay attention to the content of the interviews, don't care about that really. They're just, they're just trying to, you know, to make their impression numbers and they're, you know, and they're just trying to, you know, to, to, to hit the low hanging fruit as far as what people like, you know, recognize as important. Um, we're always gonna have that. We're always gonna deal with that. Um, but next year, we're, I, I'm assuming, um, you know, uh, pending, uh, you know, pandemic 2.0, that we will um, that we will return to Sundance with more films, and uh, you know, and, and, and Slam Dance will be back there as well, and you know, and, and we will have a you know the, a similar kind of schedule to what we had before, and just you know we'll have had a year of, of helping book those things. Yes. 
So I thought you were going to say Justina's going to be with us, John. God, Tina, <laughs> you will be with us also. I think John really wants me to be like the CIS chick that's always like just the nerd chick behind the computer going like, turn left at the hallway. <laughs> Okay, yeah. not, we're not here to witness your cosplay, John, as a couple, okay? We're talking Sundance, business. Justina is like, like uh, you know, like the half-Asian Felicity from Arrow, right? Computer <laughs> screens in front of her, oh and you know, and, and yeah, she, she's helping uh, fight crime. Yeah, that's totally, totally. I, I, I was actually thinking more about uh, like, a, was it Rodriguez in Criminal Minds? I was thinking, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you two. All right. Meet get a room. Man. Yeah. Get a room. Go watch pleasure, both of you. Go watch pleasure and get back to us. Oh, uh, well, this was fun and I'm so sad Sundance <laughs> is over. I feel like we just like it it only just begun. Um I haven't even had a drink yet, but I'm just kind of crazed at this point. Yeah, thanks, uh -huh. Ange. Drink in for me. Um thank you, Justina. Thank you, John. Thanks, Char. Thanks, Ange. Thanks, Sundance. Um, this is fun. Very different, but uh, nonetheless fun. And uh, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.